playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. What up, my people? Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host, the Radical Latino. What's poppin', my people? Hope you guys had a great week. My week been all over the place, but it is what it is. That's always me. You know what I'm saying? Um, want to give you guys a quick update on the mini documentary that I'm doing again. Um, for those who don't know, uh, who are catching me up now, whatever, and haven't ca- caught up. Um, I'm doing a mini documentary on Dominican and Haitian, uh, you know, Dominican Republic and, and, and Haiti, uh, just to understand the relationship and why there's so much beef, why there's so much animosity, and I want to do a four-part, I already decided, it's a four-part mini documentary. Each part is going to be between anywhere between 30 or 50 minutes, you know, and it's going to be four parts. And... You know, I'm already getting things behind the scenes already, you know, antiquated. I'm already getting certain things already set up um, by next, probably this week coming up. I'm already going to have two interviews in the stash, you know, and getting a lot more also. So, you know, shout out to everybody. Anybody who actually knows more about the history of Haiti and Dominican Republic, let me know because I want to know more. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing a lot of more, a lot, a lot of research too on it. So it's just, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a project that I really, um, it's also for me to be honest. It's also for me. So I could know a little bit more so I could know how this whole thing came about the animosity and you know, all this other stuff, because for what I'm seeing is Dominican Republic gets a bad rap. But also Haiti gets a bad rap for a lot of things, you know, so I want to see where it all started, how it came about um, as, you know, a Latino. I want to I want to know where the Dominican Republic go wrong, where the Haiti go wrong and all this other stuff. Um, a lot of things that I didn't know that Haiti, you know, which I kind of knew, but I didn't know in great detail. Haiti actually helped out a lot of Latin American countries to win their independence. I didn't know that shit, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know that shit, but shout out to Haiti, you know, I'm definitely going to add that in the documentary also, but it's a four part documentary, a mini documentary series that that I'm starting off. It's all going to be free on YouTube. It's going to be on my channel, The Radical Latino, you know what I'm saying? So just go there, subscribe, you know, stay tuned and just wait for, for that to drop. It's not going to happen you know, like in a couple of weeks, cause I'm still working. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to drop it maybe in a month and a half from now. Hopefully if everything goes right a month and a half from now, maybe, maybe two months. I don't know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, set it up and break it up and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still haven't, I still haven't come up with a title yet. That's the thing. I still haven't come up with a title yet. And that's kind of irking me because now I'm writing a script and all this other shit and 
I'm not saying it's hard work. Now I'm getting my, you know, because this is the first time I'm doing something like this, you know. So I'm just getting my legs into it, you know. I'm getting eased into it. And um, mind you, I'm doing this shit all on my own. You know what I'm saying? I'm editing the shit. I'm writing the script. I'm getting the interviews. I'm doing all this shit. You know, I'm uh, finding the, the information, getting the pictures and all this other crazy shit. How to download the editing website something that i mean uh, editing software something that i really needed to get instead of just the iMovie shit that i do on my computer whatever you know with cut and paste and cut and paste i wanted some professional shit you know i'm learning that also so this is all a learning experience for me so you know just stay patient you know it's definitely gonna be out you know the trailer is gonna be out first obviously just stay patient and hopefully you know everything <laughs> comes together i'm still trying to get a title a working title I don't know you know what i'm saying i i don't know about it but also want to give a big big shout out to all the new listeners shout out to you guys i got a lot of new listeners a lot of new subscribers shout out to you guys um you know if this is you guys hear me for the first time you know i go by the name the radical latino you know what I'm saying? It's all about my channel. My channel podcast, all that is all about Latin unity and black empowerment. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to y'all. Um, a lot of, you know, I, I got some interesting things, you know, um, interesting things. I got, I got a lot of new people and also a lot of new haters. So there's this like Dominican, Dominican, uh, uh, uh avatar anime looking dude on youtube you know always coming at me and shit so i see you homie you know what i mean so you know shout out to all the haters um and all that but funny thing is i didn't know i was actually making some waves out here i didn't know that but apparently somebody made a two to three hour long live stream just talking shit about me i was like what the fuck like this shit this shit was weird you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna say them name i'm not gonna give them no light but i didn't know i was actually doing you know i was i was causing issues out here you know what i mean i didn't know i was actually ruffling some feathers but my man was talking wow shit talking about i might not be just latino for real uh i might be putting on an accent you know what i'm saying the the, the shit that i say i don't believe like it was like he was breaking the shit down like this was like one of these conspiracy 9-11 truth videos you know what i'm saying like i was like wait what the fuck you know what i'm saying so yo i was like all right whatever i i found that shit entertaining as fuck i found that shit entertaining as fuck but you know shout out to all the all the haters actually doing youtube videos about me you know shout out to y'all so I want to give a quick update on the whole 6ix9ine situation. Now, a lot of a lot of things came to light, right? A lot of things came to light on this whole 6ix9ine trial, right? We find out that 6ix9ine is not the only informant up in that crew. We found that shit out, right? Okay, so who's the other informant? The driver is a, it's an informant. And also the the plug, the, the drug plug. 
Treyway had this drug connect, and he became an informant too. So I said, God damn. How many more people have to really, you know, come out and snitch? So this shit, this shit was wild. So check this out. Apparently, Treyway was already being investigated for quite some time before 6ix9ine came started to come into the picture you know they were already being investigated so they were just you know you know just like just getting some information getting information because that's what the feds do feds just don't let you do a crime and let you you know just arrest you and shit nah they they build shit up they let you do one crime two three four five six seven, you know until you know they they get a whole portfolio on you and say, okay, it's not only you, it's this whole crew that you're in. And they get more information on the crew and more information on other things. And then to the whole point where, you know, they have this whole sting operation and a funny little name for that, for the organization, you know, uh, Operation Blood Rag or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and it'll be over. That's it. It'll be done. It'll be done. That's why they, they conviction rate the feds, especially the feds. Their conviction rate is like 97 or 98%. So, yeah, you know, their conviction rate is high. They got a lot of, you know, they could bury you. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not saying it's impossible to win a fair case. I'm just saying they got a lot of things and a lot of arsenal behind them to make it possible to put you away for a long time. You feel me? So, we find out, right, that the driver is an informant, right? He became an informant when he got caught up and he was going to get deported by ICE or whatever the case is. The feds came in and said, listen, if you cooperate with us, we'll go easy on you on immigration so they won't deport you. All you got to do is wear a wire and let us bug the car. He's like, sure, go right ahead. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly why they did. That's why that video of 6ix9ine getting kidnapped was so crystal clear. The audio was wow clear. Why? It's because the feds had that shit, you know, tapped. That shit was, you know, that shit was tapped, right? And you know, they were doing, and, and this, this is the same car Shoddy was riding around in with a gun robbing people this is the same car the shit was in fucking um barclay center in shootouts and all this other shit so they these stupid motherfuckers were doing mad crazy shit with that one car come on these these people are not that fucking smart you feel what i'm saying these people are not that fucking smart a bunch of dumbass retarded people you feel me to get somebody that wasn't part of that life introduce him to all these other people and then get surprised when he snitches and how come he knows so much information you dumb motherfuckers you got him around there that's why and now you're doing mad crime in that same car get the fuck out of here b so with that being said right okay the driver snitches and he says all of this shit okay then you find out that the the drug plug the one that was giving the 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 nine tray all their weight became an informant also 
And this shit becomes very funny style. This is where the shit gets really, really funny. The shit gets really funny because my man to get that type of title and move up in the ranks of the nine tray gang, he was lying saying that he was making mad money. He lied about winning the lottery. That's why he got mad bread. He was getting paid a thousand dollars a day by winning all that bread and all this other dumb, stupid, crazy shit. And that's the reason why he got so much, you know, bread and all this other bullshit. Da, 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 da. And he was supplying them with, you know, uh, fentanyl, heroin, pills, and all this other shit. Cause he had a crazy connect, right? Come to find out, this stupid motherfucker was buying this shit offline. The stupid dude, the stupid the, the, the stupid guy decided to go and buy this shit online. Like, what the fuck? So, so you buying this shit from China, right? And it's getting shipped through here by DHL. The feds had all the packages. Everything. They knew everything. And this is where it gets crazier. His girlfriend who was a NYPD chief helped him distribute all the drugs to all the places around the city. She wasn't selling it. When the packages come, she just goes and drops off the package to certain houses and that's it. Funny thing is she got arrested the same day six, nine got arrested. That shit didn't make headlines. Actually, her name is being scrubbed out from this whole court case. That shit is hilarious. That shit is real funny style. You know what I'm saying? So you got a NYPD chief, right? On top of that, you got a drug informant. And on top of that, you got the, the, the driver informant. Six, nine didn't need to snitch. They already had all that shit. You feel what I'm saying? And the way I see it, I still stand by this. 6ix9ine, I don't see that he snitched. He was never part of it. He was never part of it. Yes, did he do things to encourage the shit? Of course he did. Putting hits on people, telling everybody to suck my dick, going to different hoods and posting up in there, not checking in and all this other bullshit. Yeah, I understand why you didn't check in. You was already getting extorted by the other gang. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, now, now I kind of, I kind of see it, but in the end of the day, I don't see him as snitching. Truth be told, I don't, I don't see that he did anything wrong. He was just as he was just playing a character. You know what I'm saying? Both of them were both using each other. And now you think that he's going to go into witness protection. <laughs> nah, he actually isn't. He said that Witness protection isn't for him and he still wants to live the fame. He still want to live this, this, the famous lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? He said he still got money for 24 seven security, man. I don't know if that's a death wish or whatever, or if this kid's a fucking genius, I don't fucking know. I truly don't know. This kid might be the smartest motherfucker I've ever seen, ever heard of.
the reason why I say that, the reason why I say this kid might be the smartest person out here is because he is trolling the shit. If this is true, if he's not get, going to witness protection and he's just going to come out and still do what he do, this shows that he still has a foot in the game where he could manipulate us. You feel what I'm saying? Look what I'm doing. Everybody else is doing the same thing. Covering this shit. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? He said he's not going to go into witness protection. For what? Why do I need to go to witness protection for? There's no need for that. There's no need for that shit. Why go to witness protection? I'm good. I still got money for 24-7 security. You know what I'm saying? So that goes to show. That goes to show. Hold up. Let me adjust my levels right quick. Hold on. All right. Yo, that goes to show that this dude is a fucking genius. Look at look, look at all this shit. And he was trolling in the in the courtroom too, calling Jim Jones a retired rapper and all that. Come on, this is all a fucking game. We gotta keep it real. This is all a fucking game. This kid's a fucking genius. This kid's a fucking genius. So shout out to him. You know, I don't think he has all that money for 24 seven security, but if he does, all right, shout out to you, bro. That's all I gotta say. Shout out to you. You feel what I'm saying? Now going to my next topic, Amber fucking Geiger. Uh, for those who don't know, Amber Geiger is the white woman who shot Botham Jean in his apartment. You know what I'm saying? I've made a bunch of YouTube videos on it. Go to my YouTube channel and check that out. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want you guys to go check it out. You know, check out my my ideas and I, I'm a I'm already working on the video right now. I'm breaking the shit down and all that, you know, ma making it look, you know, all nice and all that, but I'm already breaking the shit down. You know what I'm saying? So Amber Geiger, right? Amber Geiger. Now she's, you know, in court crying and shit, telling people what was happening and all that. And then you find out that she was actually with um, her partner and and sexting and sending a bunch of little, you know, man, listen, I'm not going to talk too much about it. All I'm going to say is I don't believe none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. At first, I'm like, eh, it might be a mistake. It might be a mistake that she really did go to, you know, her apartment. She was too digmatized. Because she's going to get smashed out, get piped out and shit. Her back is going to get blown out. Oh, she's too digmatized. Let me, you know, and she just rushes home. And guess what? It's the wrong apartment. I thought that at first. But when I started hearing more about it and the trial kept on going on, I was glued to it. Certain things didn't add up by the fact that the bullet entered Balkum's chest 
and the trajectory of the bullet ended up in his lower back. That doesn't add up. The fact that after she shot him and it was a true mistake, she would have performed CPR. She didn't do that. She lied saying she did because if she did, her hands would have been bloody. They weren't. So certain things like that doesn't add up. And I then recanted my feelings and said, nah, fuck this bitch. She could, she, she could, she could get the chair for all I care. She knew what she was doing. You know what I'm saying? She knew what she was doing. So that's what I, you know, that's all I'm going to say on that. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say on that. Now, moving on to Ben Shapiro. My God, this dude, Ben. Uh, I don't know if you want to know if you guys know who Ben Shapiro is, but Ben Shapiro is this little weaselly, whiny looking dude. You know, he, 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 he's a type that looks like if he gets slapped, he's going to look at you for a good minute, turn red and walk away. You know what I'm saying? This, this dude looks so weaselly. I, I, I don't know. It's like he, he looked like he enjoys his himself watching his woman get smashed out. You know what I'm saying? He looks wild. Like, ugh, like, and also he has a whiny little voice. Anyway, listen, enough of that about that. But Ben Shapiro, this is like last week. I just got caught with a wind of it. He said a very controversial statement, a very racist statement. For, for, for me rap isn't real music and then you will probably think what the fuck we mean rap isn't real music yeah it is you know it has the melody it has you know instruments it's fucking music you know you, you vibe to it you know what I'm saying and like you guys can listen to this instrumental now this is a rap instrumental look look at that shit you know, this shit is hard. It's music. Look, look, look when the bass drops. Look. Yeah, this shit is hard. Of course this is music. Of course this is music. So what the fuck are you talking about? But he goes on to explain why he thinks it is a music. So I'm going to play a clip, right? Before I play the clip, he was actually interviewing some dude from, um, I think it was in England or something like that, right? He became a little famous in the all right wing circles because as a guy, he identified, went into a competition and identified as a woman and started beating all the women, uh, records, you know, out in the, in, in, in these, uh, weightlifting championships, right? I, I found it to be funny. To be dead ass, I found that shit funny because he said that um, they uh, people claim that gender isn't a real thing; it's a spectrum. So I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna show ya, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna identify as a woman and I'm gonna beat it, which was, you know, very uh, to me that shit was funny. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't believe in that bullshit. You're a man, you're a woman. If you want to transgender, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But don't say that there's no different. There's no di uh, differences between men and women. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't don't say that. That that's retarded. That that goes against science and facts. You know what I'm saying? I got nothing against transgender people. If you want to transgender into a woman, call yourself a woman. That's cool. Go ahead, do that. I will respect that. Go ahead, but don't say that I'm a woman now and there's no differences um, between when I was a man and now I'm, I'm a woman. I, I don't have a strength advantage. I don't have muscle tone advantage. I don't have a body advantage. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yes, men do have obvious advantages. And he proves it in that video when he weightlifts. You know what I'm saying? That shit was mad easy. Like, boom, all right, let's take, let's take lunch. You know, but um, this is what Ben Shapiro says. And I'm gonna just cut in and then out, all right? Okay, so my case against rap is I, I have the <laughs> musical case against rap and then I'll get to the cultural case okay. against rap. So, so the, the musical case against rap is that in, in my view and the view of my music theorist father who, who went to music school, the, there are three elements to music. There is harmony, there, mm -hmm. is, there is melody, and there is rhythm. Okay. And rap only fulfills one of these, the rhythm section. That there's not a lot of melody and there's not a lot of harmony. Mm. And thus it is basically effectively spoken rhythm. And so it's not actually a form of music, it's a, it's a form of rhythmic speaking. All right, so I'm sorry if you guys you know, we're getting annoyed of the little, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's not, it's not really, you know, a music, you know, it's a rhythmic rhythm talk, you know, and all this other little bullshit. Listen, at the end of the day, um, you know, fuck this guy, but he is nowhere near correct, regardless if he, if he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. First of all, it's very smart on his part to talk about his music theorist father. You know what I mean? He starts that off first because it's supposed to automatically make him uh, know already. Not know, but automatically make him uh, 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 an above level um, person who already supposed to already know what the subject matter is. You know, that that's called, that's called um, you know, appear to authority. That's a, that's a very smart tactic. This motherfucker's a lawyer, okay? This dude's a lawyer, so he knows how to, you know, debate and argue and stuff. And, and mind you, you know, a lot of these people, you know, they claim that he's one of these super intellectual guys who um, could win a debate and all this other shit. Listen, in the end of the day, a, de a debate is not is not gonna win me slapping you uh, slapping them across the face no let me stop nah. but a debate is not gonna it's not gonna stop any any anything that you're gonna say with facts you know what i'm saying because he could just sound like this the whole time you know all this other bullshit but he's just gonna be talking in circles you know what i'm saying you gotta just make everything so simplistic but he's a lawyer so he knows how to hand pick his debates and that's why he's kind of seemed like undefeatable and all that uh, and he really doesn't debate people who are actually very knowledgeable on the subject matter that he is talking about you know what i'm saying so i really don't really you know see him as that he he's an intellectual moron he's a smart idiot you know what i'm saying so he he doesn't get any 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 kudo points but the let me let you guys know something. Hip hop, all right, rap, when it started in the South Bronx, right, it started off of breakbeats.
from disco records. And from those disco records of those break beats, people would dance. Now, very big misconception. A lot of people are saying, a lot of people say that hip hop, you know, started just by blacks and only by blacks, which is a hundred percent not true. It started by blacks and Latin people in the South Bronx. If you guys look at the South Bronx majority at that time were Latin and black folks, black people, you know, DJ cool hurt, you know, you know, just DJing, the scratching all that. And the people who were dancing were Latin folks. Puerto Ricans were the ones, you know, break dancing, all this other shit. Then later on came the master ceremony, which is MC. Later on came that and all this other stuff. You know, the first, um, the original, 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 uh, you know, group is, uh, not group, but rapper, MC rapper is, you know, is Cass. You know what I'm saying? And his DJ, believe it or not, his DJ was a Puerto Rican dude. DJ Disco Wiz. It's a Puerto Rican cat. And guess what? This Puerto Rican cat would DJ for Cass. You know, the first hip hop artist. You know what I'm saying? So with all this other other, you know, with all this other bullshit talking about Latin people came after and all that, nah. That's not true. Latin people were right there when we started hip hop also. Black and Latin people were right there when we started hip hop also. So miss me with all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, he's talking, he's, he's saying that hip hop doesn't have, you know, uh, Melanie and, and, and all this is rhythmic. Get the fuck out of here. Of course it has a Melanie. Of course it's real music. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Even in engineers, they say how masterful some of these records come, come together just because somebody didn't practice one, uh, uh, like acoustic guitar or a trombone for years and years and years. That's all the thing they know. And their musician is somebody who is in a den writing rhymes, perfecting their craft. Is not an artist? No, of course they're artists. They're making music because poetry is art, right? And that's what rappers do. They're poets. They're poets. They just, uh, you know, have different styles in the in the way the music is. You know what I'm saying? But he goes on and says a little bit more idiotic bullshit. Some other kind of artistic criticism yeah. of rap is maybe a stereotype about how mm. rap is written. So I, I have this this kind of theory, and it holds true across all musical form, which is that art and craft are not in opposition, mm. but very often they seem to be placed in opposition. Meaning there's a, a, and this leads to my criticism of rock along the same lines as my criticism of rap, which was that rock was an actual degradation of skill for for music from jazz, mm -hmm. which was actually a degradation of skill from classical. That okay. the, the, the amount of talent and, and work, mostly work, that you have to put into mastering a classical instrument is a lot higher than the amount of talent that you and work you'd have to put into playing three chords uh, in, a, in a rock song. Mm -hmm. and, and so when it comes to the, the lyrics in rap, 
maybe I'm sure part of it is because I just don't have a lot of experience listening to a lot of rap. <laughs> but it seems like that there's a lot of praise that's put out for particular rappers who mm -hmm. it seems to me are doing something that doesn't seem innately very difficult. It, it doesn't seem like the, the lyrics have exact rhyme. What the fuck is he talking about? Rhyming is not that difficult, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Let, let me hear a hot 16 right now, stupid. Are you serious? Rhyming is extremely intricate and very difficult. The way you got to put words together and how they got to make sense and how they got to mesh well with the beat and all this other shit. Of course, it's extremely, extremely, extremely difficult. The, some, some rhymes I would say are masterpieces, believe it or not. Put Rakim's rhyme. You could put Rakim's rhymes in a museum. You could put Jay-Z's rhyme in a museum. KRS, Big L, in a museum. Them shits is works of art. Are you serious? This dude doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This dude does not know what the fuck he's talking about. Anything, anything that this dude says could clearly be be dismissed because this dude's a fucking idiot he obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about but people uh, pay attention to him and hear him out because he talks like this and he, you know you know what i'm saying like a fucking nerd you know what i'm saying but it is what it is you know he doesn't know what he's talking about uh rap is music you know and that's a very popular white supremacist thing to say rap is music because it has a very, you know, simplistic, um, not simplistic, but it has a very complicated um, pattern the way it's supposed to be doing now. I will argue now hip hop is very simplistic. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. And then you just start saying little bullshit in between. Now it's extremely simplistic. The songs are not even three minutes. They're two minutes or shorter. You know what I'm saying? So now it's very simplistic, but Hip-hop and general, the essence of it, the core of it, with real lyricists? Nah, it's not. But that's a very popular white supremacist thing to say. Why? It's because a lot of white supremacists like to downplay what black people do, what black people have done, and all this. So that's why, you know, it's a very popular white supremacist thing to say amongst their circles. And Ben Shapiro, you know, he is a white supremacist. You feel what I'm saying? This motherfucker is a white supremacist. He talks about Trayvon Martin and all that other shit. He got got before he could have raped somebody on all this other bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he, he's a, he's a, he's a white supremacist. You know what I'm saying? But moving on to Donald Trump possibly getting impeached. Jesus Christ. Donald Trump. Oh no. Possibly getting impeached. Oh my goodness, oh my God, oh no. So, uh, Donald, so for those who haven't been caught up in the news, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna just rat, rattle through this thing very, very quickly. Um, Donald Trump was in the, in the, you know, on, on the phone with the, the president of the Ukraine and you know, they were, they were just talking all that. And a lot of people were on this phone call, right? And Donald Trump basically said, listen, if you got any information, 
from my opponent, Joe Biden, you know, please let me know. Do what you got to do to give me that information. Let me know because uh, the United States is holding aid to the Ukraine. So he kind of said, listen, if you want to get this aid, let me know. Right? So one of the people that were on the phone call, you know, was like, what the fuck is this? This is collusion. He just got off of a collusion case, you know, which the FBI director found out that he was, but also wasn't innocent. So he's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? So he went and, um, the, whoever this person is, the whistleblower filled out whistleblower complaint, a nine page complaint stating that Donald Trump basically was, you know, like forcing Ukraine to, you know, basically meddle in the elections and He's saying, Donald Trump is saying, no, no, this is not true. This is not true. I, I don't believe this is a wish hunt. This is sad. Wish hunt, sad. So, the, the this is the funny thing. In CNN, they actually asked him the question, hey, you know, this whole Ukraine thing, is this true, blah, 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 blah. And the stupid motherfucker said this. It's nonsense. And when you see the call, when you see the readout of the call, which I assume you'll see at some point, you'll understand. That call was perfect. It couldn't have been nicer. And even the Ukrainian government put out a statement that that was a perfect call. There was no pressure put on them whatsoever. But there was pressure put on with respect to Joe Biden. What Joe Biden did for his son, that's something they should be looking at. Stupid. So fucking dumb. The motherfucker just admitted it. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? That's what they're accusing you of. Are you serious? Oh my God. This is sad. This is the witch hut. The call couldn't have gotten perfect. This is a witch hut. Bro, you just admitted it. What the fuck is wrong with you, B? Now, the thing is, because of this, this is, you know, grounds for impeachment. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, right? Grounds for impeachment. Now, this is my thing. Impeach him. Yes, absolutely do what you got is got to do because we can't have a president out here thinking that he could do whatever he wants to do. Right now, is it, this is the question I'm raising. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? This is the question I'm raising. I don't know. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? The reason why I'm raising this question is let's look at when Obama was president, black folks were getting killed left and right when Obama was president. Why? Because a lot of, a lot of white supremacists like to say, how can we be racist? Obama was elected. Yeah. And you guys started killing black folks left and right. That was a direct response to the black community saying that we don't accept or appreciate one of you being empowered. They saw white, they saw black people all as one. This black man is in power. We're going to harm you. A lot more black people died under president Obama than any other year, you know, or, 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 you know, year in presidency. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jack Johnson, when he used to fight you know, these white opponents and he used to beat their ass right after his fights, black men will get lynched. 
there will be mobs of white men going out and lynching black dudes as a direct response of their loss. So this isn't a stretch of imagination, just me saying something. You know what I'm saying now? The reason why I'm saying is that because if President Trump gets impeached, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Look at all the people Trump is going against. Latinos, Muslims, black people, all this other shit. Now, who do you think is going to be direct, directly affected? Look at all the people that these mass shooters were targeting. Muslims and Latin folks. And literally every, every other day you're seeing video videotapes of white people calling black people the N word, harassing them going to their home or harassing them getting out of work and all this other stuff, barbecuing. You know what I'm saying? White people, white, you know, white supremacists are getting bolded now. You know what I'm saying? They got a battery in their back. Everybody's getting it. You know what I'm saying? That Trump goes out and talks about Trump's gets impeached. What is the backlash is going to happen now? Let's I'm, I'm seeing the bad things first, right? Who's going to be directly affected by it? I'm going to say black and Latin folks. There was a tweet put out I think a couple of uh, years ago. It said, if Trump doesn't get elected, I'm going outside with my musket. First of all, <laughs> for motherfuckers to have a musket at, th at this time and you don't got like one of these automatic, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're like losing in the game because Yo, you, it's taking you forever to refill that shit. But anyway, that was a direct response to white supremacy. If I don't get my person in office, if I don't get what I want, I will go out and harm the people that didn't make that possible. You feel what I'm saying? My dude gets impeached. Listen, black and Latin people, we better wise up. We better, we better, you know, stay astute. Something might happen. You feel what I'm saying? Something might happen. We might, we, we might not get out of this alive. You know what I'm saying? Now, the good thing about it is, all right, President Trump gets impeached. He's out of office. That white supremacist isn't there anymore. Now we got a different problem. You got Mike Pence and he isn't that great either. You feel what I'm saying? He isn't that great either. So these are, you know, two odds that we got to really look at. And the thing is, it's a very strategic thing because the democratic party is trying to desperately desperately get the black vote. They're desperately trying to get that black vote because when this election happened with between Hillary and Trump, a lot of, a lot of folks didn't go out and vote. I was one of them. A lot of people, the turnout 
was kind of, was very low for this uh, for that election and they don't want that again so they're doing like little tactics like yeah we're gonna impeach trump and all this other shit let's talk more about reparations and all this other bullshit don't get fooled people don't get fooled the democratic party is the same thing as the republican party it's just two white supremacists arguing on how they're gonna treat us that's it that's all it is let's not get fooled because we have to look out for each other you know what i'm saying this this shit right here it's it's a it's a it's a game to them and to us it's our life our lives you know what i'm saying so we can't be out here just thinking that everything's all willy-nilly and nothing's gonna happen nah nah we got we gotta be more aware of that shit you know what i'm saying but let's look at both sides if he gets impeached what is the um democratic party gonna give us are they actually gonna give us something are they gonna start giving black people reparations and shit you know what i'm saying let's really let's really look at it let's really actually dissect it and look at it because the democratic party since hillary has been fucking up i'll say i'll go out on the limb it might not be a popular opinion but since obama the democratic party's been fucking up you know what i'm saying and that's the thing a lot of a lot of democratic votes come from latin and black folks yo we gotta get away from that shit if they're not meeting our interests directly we shouldn't vote and we shouldn't vote because it's tradition we shouldn't vote because our friends is doing it because we're being pressured to do it we shouldn't vote because this person is telling me i should nah get the fuck out of here i'm not gonna vote fuck you i'm not voting you know what i'm saying i'm not voting unless i get something that's directly affects me you know what i'm saying and for those naysayers out there miss me with all that well hispanics and latin people got you know things over the democratic party elite uh, immigration rights isn't a latin specific issue so miss me with that all right because latin people are not the only immigrants all right so that actually leads me in to the main topic all right that leads me in to the main topic ados is a low-key secretly low-key white supremacist movement now what is ados okay so ados is american descendants of slaves right it started off as dos but then you know it gradually you know evolved into ados ADOS started by Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore, right? They both started this movement. A lot of people started, you know, picking up on it. I got wind of it, but I didn't know too much about it. Then I saw that it was a pro reparations movement. And then I was like, oh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And mind you, this whole criticism is not about me going against reparations. It's not about me not thinking black folks don't deserve reparations or 
uh, this uh, American descendants of slavery don't deserve reparations. I'm not going against that. I'm not going against that. Everything that I'm going to talk about, I want you guys to do research on your own. I'm going to put links down in the description so you guys can check out the articles that I'm talking about and y'all do your own research. You know what I'm saying? Now, as a movement, well, actually, as the idea of ADOS, 100% on it. Yes. Black folks do deserve reparations. Yes. They've been owed. They've been systematically disenfranchised in this country. Every other person in this country gotten benefits over the hard work of black folks in this country. Yes. Black folks deserve reparations. And I say Latin people need to help black folks with our numbers in order for black people to get reparations. This is the first time ever I, I know about that reparations is on the political forefront. And I'm happy for that because now you get to see who, which candidate and who are the people that, that is actually for this actually for the people and for their agenda. Kamala Harris, she's not for, for black folks. She doesn't want reparations. Let's keep it real. Cause she even said it for, just for black folks. No, no, she's not for reparations. Fuck out of here. Right? Bernie Sanders, he said it himself. How will reparations look like? How do reparations look like for the Jews? You tell me how do reparations look like? Don't act stupid. So we already have the democratic candidates already shitting reparations down. So I don't even know why anybody should even vote for them. I'm not, I'm not going to vote again. I'm not, I'm going to stay, you know, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay chill. I'm going to vote locally, but I'm not going to vote for a president that isn't pro ADOS for the idea of reparations. Now, if you go to the website, of the AO, uh, ADOS movement, right? You see that, you know, they got their agenda there. They got everything there. All right. It gets a little funny style when it comes about, you know, affirmative actions and all this other shit. All right, cool, whatever. It's a little funny style down there. But then it talks about how reparations will look like. All right, cool. Cutting a check and all this other bullshit. That's what's up. I never saw, maybe I missed it. Maybe you guys can help me out. Maybe I missed it, but I have not seen how these reparations are going to be achievable. How are we even going to get black folks reparations? How I have not seen that in the website. Are they, are we going to sue the United States for it? Are we going to go to the world court? Are we going to actually elect one of our own to actually get reparations? Are we going to back somebody in the political, um, you know, office for reparations? How are we going to achieve reparations for ADOS? It has not stated that. So I don't know. Maybe I missed it on my research. I think I missed it. I don't know. You guys tell me.
Okay? You guys tell me. Now, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore are the ones who started the ADOS for a long time. Been doing this recently. It's been catching steam, right? Again, I have to say this. I am not against reparations. Black folks deserve. ADOS deserve reparations. This is what I'm criticizing. In my research, early on, on ADOS, because this was going to be a completely new, different episode that I was going to do about ADOS on how Latin folks need to get on board with this, need to do this, um, black folks for history, for millennia, for not millennia, but for years, helped us out to even come into this country. You know what I'm saying? There would have been an America for black folks. We got to keep it real, bro. We got to keep it real. But I was going to make that argument, but I came across an article, but before I go into that article, I just want to get a couple of things straight, right? After the civil rights movement, the U S government did something very tactful. They added immigration into the thing. That's the reason why immigration was so laxed, but let's keep it real. Immigration wasn't that heavily regulated until the civil rights movement. Why? Because they decided to actually use immigration as a way to, you know, uh, how can I say economically uh, disable black Americans? Why? Because you know, they come in looking for opportunity and all this other bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Right. But they made it more, you know, possible and free, you know, more possible for everybody. So when people talk about immigration, they usually think Latin folks, right? It wasn't, it was relaxed back in the day. You know, I already made an episode of the gasoline baths, right? It was more relaxed, but after that whole, um, after that whole civil rights movement, then it became more stringent. Oh, you can't come in and all this other bullshit. Now you got to go through hoops and leaps and bounds and all this other stuff would, which, which would make a lot of people actually want to come in. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so if you actually do the research, you actually find out that Latin people are not the majority of immigrants coming into this country legally and illegally. All right. If you think so, do your own research. If you don't want to suck my dick, basically I did it. I made a video on it. Fuck out of here. Right? So if you actually find out the majority of people who are actually immigrating into this country, the majority of people immigrating to this country are Europeans and Asians. Those are the two majority people of people immigrating to this country. Okay. If you guys don't believe me, do your own research. Asians come in 22 million. All right. 22 million Europeans come in here like three to 4 million. Okay. So you got more European and Asian immigrants coming in here and they're allowed. They're good. The only other people who are being more stringent and being looked at a lot more are Latinos and blacks. 
because they're immigrants also, you know, from the Caribbean, from Africa and all this other stuff. Right now I do understand when it comes to Latin and blacks, there are some anti-immigrant. I'm not anti-immigrant. I'm sorry. Anti-American, especially black American bias. Yes. Is that all? No, but most of them are, you know what I'm saying? And they, because it's, you know, propaganda through the media and all this other stuff, how they label black people. And obviously that's going to go, you know, that's going to be broadcast in Africa, obviously. So that negative bias and that negative stigma is going to keep on going. You feel what I'm saying? So with that being said, right? Um, the, the majority of people who come in here, you know, actually the immigrants, the white and Asian immigrants who come in here, those are the ones getting them big jobs. Those are the ones getting those corporate jobs, Silicon Valley and all this other bullshit. Those are the ones getting those big buco money jobs. Latin and black people are not getting that, especially in New York. You come in here, you probably were an Uber driver. Let's keep it real. What job are African and Latin people stealing? Nothing. Now, why am I on a immigration, uh, you know, uh, a rant right now? Because for what I see, the majority of ADOS arguments isn't about how are we going to get reparations? Isn't about what are the tactics we're going to use to implement us achieving reparation isn't about how are we going to, you know, put our money together and probably open up a business isn't about how are we going to allocate some of this money or some of this land that we might get to actually better our, um, you know, survival or our, you know, our resources or whatever isn't about how let's get a think tank together and see what none of that all the ados talks that i'm hearing is immigrant bashing immigrant bashing and that perked my ears up because who does that who are the only ones in the political spectrum who go against immigrants so bad are republicans why do Republicans go against immigrants so bad? Because they, you, the, the only immigrants that they're really going against is Latin and Africans. Let's keep it real. So if you're seeing a lot of immigrant bashing, right? Especially coming from black folks. And these are these pro black, black blacks. You know what I'm saying? I make movies and DVDs and I'm, you know, eating from the black community, but yet yeah, let me go out and shit on uh, my own people who I benefit from, you know, I'm getting old goon tattoos and all this other shit, but yet yeah, bashing immigrants, you know what I'm saying? And making fucking big fucking lies talking about twerking came from immigrants talking about Belize actually started all the bloods and crips, you know, fucking just getting these these reaches, these fucking off the wall reaches on how immigrants are the only ones doing shit. No, 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 no. That's not the case. That is not the case. Let's not do that. Let's not do white supremacy work. What does Neely Fuller say? Neely Fuller says, let's have a constructive conversation. If the conversation 
especially when it comes to white supremacy that affects us all, isn't constructive, then you're not talking about anything. Then you're not talking about eliminating white supremacy. What does most ADOS talks have to revolve around? Immigrant bashing. We already get it. Immigrants aren't getting anything. We got that. You make that perfectly clear. Move on. Move the fuck on. We already get it. We already get it. The African immigrants, the Caribbean immigrants, all right, they're not getting shit. We know that. All right. Why all this other extra shit? So when you actually research and put ADOS right wing, just research that. Just put it on Google. ADOS right wing. That's it. Put that on Google. You actually end up with a couple of articles. One article in particular is mediamatters.org, right? And it breaks down how ADOS is secretly a white supremacist organization. Holy shit. Now we understand why it's all the immigrant bashing, right? This goes on and says ADOS co-founder Yvette Cornell is a board member of a right wing front group progressive for immigration reform pfir pfir wait hold on oh pfir which despite its name pushes for an anti-immigration agenda its ties to federation of america immigration reform fair remember the first one is pfir the second one is fair an extremist group run by a white nationalist. Now we all know white nationalist really means white supremacist. John Tayton. Now, who is John Tayton? I'm glad you guys asked who John Tayton is. Now, the Southern Lottery, Southern Lottery, <laughs> Southern Lottery Pro, um, Poverty Center, right, has. PFIR and the P um, FAIR, these are like little acronyms, in their website as hate groups. That's very interesting, right? That's extremely interesting. So, why would they have them as hate groups? Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center goes on and, you know, talks about how they're, you know, a potential front hate group and all this other stuff They, you know, they go down the book. Now, John Tayton, it's a staunch white supremacist, right? He's a staunch white supremacist. He talks about, you know, white nationalism and European American, um, needs to be the majority and all this other stuff. Now, in his own words, in 1966, he was quoted in saying that our culture is necessary to run in a society throughout blah, blah, blah. But he was talking about mass immigration, how he doesn't want America to become another Latin America. He was talking about Latin folks. And he was just going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? He was just going on and on and on. I'm going to leave a little bit of, uh, of John Tayton's 
thing on on the description so you guys can follow it but this article goes on and says right which despite is pushes on immigration agenda john tan cornell has claimed that pfir is a bodafi is a bodafi progressive group despite its anti-immigration approach Cornell also uploaded a video on YouTube praising Donald Trump, but then, you know, she deleted it later on because of the pushback, you know, and it goes on and says how ADOS was picking up steam and then all this other stuff. This is what really, and you just go on and on and on and talk about, you know, it goes on and on and on and on, right? This is very, very crazy. At the end of the article, it says, there is evidence that white supremacists have jumped on board on ADOS that 4chan posters may be using the movement to sell division. Now, on 4chan, the medium uh, mat matters, media matters and analysts show that the posters containing ADOS or American Descendants of Slaves started operating on 4chan in August 2018. This mention spikes up by the end of February 2019. And again, in early 2018, users posting the political innocence board launched the ADOS asking how to make this movement become more widespread, calling the users to meme it and step in by help the organization to cause division during the 2020 Democratic primary. This is something we got to understand. This is something we got to understand. 4chan, it's a white supremacist hub. All right. Most of these mass shooters, they go to 4chan and actually, you know, put their manifestos up or 8chan, both of them. You know what I'm saying? 4, 8, 12chan and all that shit. You know what I mean? So this is a white supremacist front. ADOS is a low key white supremacist front. Yvette Cornell is the board member of PFIR. She's a board member of this place. And it has ties to the FAIR, who John Tayton is a part of. Who who's the who's the fucking the, the dude, the leader of? Google John Tayton. This dude's a white supremacist. And also, if you guys don't believe me. I actually put it up on Twitter and all that. Yvette Cornell has a bunch of tweets talking about that she is part of the board. She's like, the attacks against me being on the board of a progressive for immigration reform, which is bullshit, which I announced on my show when I joined, is really an attack on ADOS, who is committed to itself an interest group advocating that isn't defended by white party leaders, which is bullshit because again, the group that she is part of uh, is, you know, connected to the other f federation that John Tate is. They're both connected. They're both part of it. You know what I'm saying? They're both part of it. She said, I joined PFIR to make the same case to, to them and their networks that I'm making to everyone now. Citizenship matters and ADOS given our justice claim and contribution to America. 
blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Minorities and people of color group reparations, right? My people, you guys could correct me as much as you want. Please, I'm all for it. If I am wrong, let me know I am wrong. But for what I see and from what my research shows, AGOS is low key a white supremacist movement and is using black people, especially pro black people, to push their white supremacist agenda. That's what they're doing. And this is a massive, massive chess move. This is a massive chess move. White supremacy, the way they work, is by playing chess. The fact that they got pro blackity blacks out here who have big names, who have big names, and they are going for this anti-immigration bullshit says a lot. I Listen, I don't care if you're from one tribe, another tribe, all this other bullshit. White supremacy sees us as one. White supremacy doesn't give a fuck what tribe y'all are. I remember listening to this person and there were, there were, it was in the lecture. And when they said when white supremacists invaded, I think was a part of uh, the Caribbean or whatever the case is. They was like, okay, all the black people get on boat. Some of the black people didn't get it. And she was like, I'm not black. I'm Cape Verdean. I'm not black. I'm this, I'm that. They're like, get your black asses in the boat. They all see us the same. So what's the beef? What's the big deal? Why immigrant bash? Why not talk more about how y'all gonna get reparations? How are y'all going to achieve this? And once you achieve it, how y'all gonna break it up? How y'all gonna break it down? How y'all gonna do all of this? I'm not hearing none of that. I'm hearing more immigrant bashing than constructive talk. Nelly Fuller again said, if you are not talking constructively, you guys are not talking about anything. And these, hey, listen, I bought Nelly Fuller's book. I praise Nelly Fuller. So why, you know, let's not go against what his teachings is. You know what I'm saying? Let's have some constructive talk. Why the immigrant bashing? Come on, let's let's chill out with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going against our own people. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I don't care who's who's African, who's nodding, all this other shit. If they're for ya, if they're for if yeah, they're nodding, all this other crazy shit. Let we're playing we're we're playing the white supremacist game right now. They're laughing right now. Like, oh look at the infighting. This is exactly how we took over Africa. You know what I'm saying? That's what white supremacists are saying. That's ex exactly how you guys got weak. That's what white supremacists are saying. Let's not do all that. Let's chill out. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thoughts. If you guys like what I hear or dislike what you hear, let me know in the comments down below or hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, radical underscore Latino underscore. And I'm gonna catch you guys later.